Hi, I'm Ewan Blakey, Senior Pastor of Oasis Church. I hope this message gives you hope and helps you take your next step on your Christian journey. We'd love to invite you to come and see us in person at 10 a.m. on Sundays or join us live every Sunday on YouTube. For more info, visit our website, oasischurchperth.com. So we've been going into this series, Love Is, and talking a lot about the action of love and going over the wall and sharing it with other people. And so in my summary of what I feel like we've said love is, I would say love is understood and abundantly found in God. 1 John 4.19 says we love because he loved us first. It goes beyond any barriers to transform individuals, those giving it and those receiving it. With that said, what better place to finish the series but with the sacrificial death of Jesus. There is no greater expression of love that can be seen than Jesus' death on the cross that revealed his love for mankind, the depths, the height, the width that is totally immeasurable. And I want to suggest because of what Jesus did on the cross, we can see even in movies, even in stories, the sacrificial love that is expressed by by the hero, by the best heroes, is actually through the greatest sacrifice. You look at Darth Vader in um, Star Wars. You look at even um, the Lion King, you know, his father, the sacrifice of dying for his son, and his son rose up to be king. Um, you go, I could go on and on. They all have a hero, and it's all about sacrifice. Sacrifice for love, sacrifice for another. And then even if you go on further, if you look in history for those that have died for a cause, they've sacrificed their life, they've gone to serve for country, and then even our faith is founded on those who have gone before us and martyred for the faith because of who they knew Jesus was. They have given the sacrifice of their life. Because sacrifice is a surrender. God, with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind, this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. The truth is we can't love our neighbor without sacrifice. We can't love God without sacrifice. It takes a giving up. Sometimes sacrifice in our life is small. It's the small steps. I think about my kids. I don't know about you, but I've got four of them. And to get four small children to bed every evening, my husband complains about it every night. He's like, seriously, it's two hours since I saw you. And I'm like, but this is what they need. It's like we read a story, we talk about our day, we pray, we do our homework, we all the little rituals that come with it, five minutes of special time. And some evenings it's been a long day and the thought of coming to bedtime is dread. But actually, it's sacrifice for love. I love my kids and I want them to feel safe and I want them to feel secure and I want them to feel loved. And it's that sacrifice that I do for them, that they would know that love. Sometimes the sacrifice is much bigger and much greater. And I find those sacrifices are the ones 
that weigh on you, that cause turmoil, that it might be, you know, for me going to the next door neighbour and saying, hey, bless you and give you this because I just want to live in my box. So for me, serve your neighbour is like, seriously, do I have to serve my neighbour? So for me, that's a great sacrifice. I'll serve the person at Coburn Central. I'll serve the person somewhere else. But to serve my neighbour next to me, and God's been challenging me on that, you know, to go next door and say, hey, can I bless you with this happy Easter? I want relationship with you. That's a sacrifice for me. And it weighs on me and churns in me and challenges me. And so today I want to look at that. Today, I want to look at Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, but I actually want to take a step back from those moments on the cross. I want to take a step back to the Garden of Gethsemane. And for me, I've reflected on the cross and God's broken my heart to the point I can't even watch the passion. I, I just weep and weep and weep because I'm like, this is my God. This is my God. And my heart just falls in love again and again. But as I read the Garden of Gethsemane and I went deeper in it, my heart was taken to another place, another depth of his love. The sacrifice was not just there. The sacrifice was in the journey. And so I want to take you to that place. Sacrifice isn't just one moment, it's a journey to that point. So let's take a look. So the Garden of Gethsemane can be read in all four books of the Gospel. You can see the accounts in there. I'm going to be reading from Matthew. But in this, what really gripped me was, I really saw the humanity of my Jesus I think in my head I've always gone, this is my God. I know he's took on fully man, fully God. But when he went to the cross, it's like he had to be perfect. So I looked at him as God, perfect, which I, it's that balance. It's that, you know, when you look at something and it's having that balance, he's, it's, not, it's not one or the other, it's both. And I really saw his humanity and his struggle in the sacrifice. And that's what we see in the garden. We actually see Jesus being fully human and fully God. We see his anguish and we see his fear and we see his dread. We see his suffering in his soul as well as his body. So I'm going to read. Thanks, Tim. I'm going to read from Matthew and then I'm going to go from there. Then Jesus went with them to the place called Gethsemane and he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. And then he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death, remain here and watch with me. And going a little further, he fell on his face and he prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and he found them sleeping. And he said to, 
And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray that you may not be entered into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And again, for the second time, he went away and he prayed, My father, if it cannot pass, unless I drink it, your will be done. And again, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for a third time, saying the words again. Then he came to the disciples and he said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour has come at hand and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of the sinner. Rise up and let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. And I want to start here um, with my first two points of lessons that we can learn about sacrificial love. The first thing that really stands out to me is that Jesus prayed to his Abba Father. Now, Abba Father is a really personal way. It's like going up to Daddy and saying, Daddy, this is what's happened to me. I need your help. Imagine your kids. You know, in that moment of I've crashed the car, I've, I've almost I've hurt someone, I've made a really stupid mistake. He comes to his father. He doesn't run away. He doesn't run away in shame. He doesn't hide it. He doesn't not express it. He actually comes to his father because he's in relationship. The Garden of Gethsemane was a place that he knew and he went to often. He often went there and prayed and sat with his father. He could see the temples to one side and also he would have been able to see his betrayers as they entered the garden. It was a place on his worst day of his life, in the moment of absolute difficulty and pain. And I can't even imagine that, that reality as you come closer to making that sacrifice, as you come closer to maybe, you know, blessing that person and, and it's something that's totally outside of your box, the sacrifice grows on you and it's like the reality of what you're about to do, the emotions in that. And in that place, he prayed. He went to his father. He prayed to enable him to bear the weight of the wrath of God. In his moment before he was dying, he didn't distrust, he didn't doubt, he didn't deny, he didn't degrade God, he didn't deny God, he desired God. In his hour of sacrifice, he desired God. He rested in him and cried on him for strength because Jesus needed to pray too. And we want to be like Jesus. We want to be a people. If we want to be ones who share love and if love comes from him, then we want to be knowing the one where love is found so that our tanks are filled in that place and the love that overflows is the perfect love that comes from the Father. That we can walk it through because perfect love drives out all fear. We also see, if you were to look at the account of this in Luke 22:44, it actually says that the Father sent an angel from heaven to strengthen him. In that place of struggle before, in the sacrifice, God sent an angel to strengthen him. It gave him the, I can do this. In that place 
of knowing that he would take the wrath of God from our sins for all that we had done. And he would be separated from his father's love. I think that would break my heart. The reality of knowing that I would be separated. If you think the imminent reality of the death of a loved one close to you and you know it's coming and you're going to be separated from them. The void that you would feel. And that's only a small extent of what you can understand of the relationship between father and Jesus. In that place, he was strengthened by an angel. And it says that he even was so stressed and so overwhelmed not to the point of denying it, but just processing it, is that he sweated blood. And it's actually a real thing, <laughs> that it's to the point that you're so anxious about something and so worked up and processing that you actually sweat blood. It is real. I was reading about it. I can't even... It starts with a H. I can't remember right now, but it is a real thing. And I was... But it's the intensity of the emotion that's dwelling inside of you. His whole body is feeling the effect. And in that place, he prayed and he was strengthened by the Father. I was reminded that it's, we need to go to the place of relationship. If we don't have one right now, then maybe we need to get one. If you aren't in that place of prayer with the Father daily, then maybe that's your first step. If you are, then you know what? Invite. I re realise that Jesus invited the exchange of the crushing and the strengthening. It was both. He said, I'm struggling. This is, I want you. But I want you to crush me. But I want you to strengthen me. It's not one or the other. It's both. And so in that prayer, we see more of what Jesus did through his sacrificial love. He submitted his will. Not my will, but your will, Father. We hear in the scriptures, as Jesus enters the garden, we hear him pray three different times, very specific requests. Jesus, in But during that time, he also instructs his disciples to sit down and then he takes a couple with him a little bit further and then he's filled with anguish and he goes a little bit further by himself in that place of struggle he also takes those who are close with him and he calls them to pray with him he doesn't do it in isolation he goes to be alone but he doesn't do it in isolation he calls others to pray with him he partners with them And as he leaves the group, as I said, he's filled with sorrow and trouble. And this is not because he's afraid of dying, but because he realises he's going to take on the full wrath of God. The cup, he mentions the cup. The cup actually speaks of God's wrath against sin. And as Jesus prays, he's seeking another way. He's saying, is there any other way that we can deal with sin? I love, I love your plan. I love you and I want our people to be close. I want, to be, I want your will. But is there any other way? He's not denying the plan. He's just saying, is there any other way? 
I don't know if you can relate to that in, in that place of love and sacrifice. Sometimes when we're crying out for the will of the Father, we, we're like, okay, I know what you've said to me, God. I know what you've called me to do, but are you sure we couldn't do it this way? Are you sure we couldn't do it this way? And he's in that place and he's going, you know, are you sure there's not, are you sure there's not a way that I could just ring the doorbell, drop the parcel at the door and run away, God, so they don't know it's really for me. <laughs> you know, so I don't have to do the relationship part, you know. But that's not, he's going, you know what? He keeps, he does that. But then we see the beauty at the end when the third time, because he's gone back to his disciples and guess what? Each time they're asleep. And sometimes I think that's me. You know, sometimes God's like, can you do this? Can you, this is what I'm asking you to do. And I'm like, "Mm, can we do it this way? Can we do it this way? And then I just put it on the back burner. I know it's there. It's like I fall asleep. And I forget to pray. I forget to go back to the Father. I forget to be refilled again. I forget. And I look at myself, (laughs) really. And I'm not prepared to do the crushing. I'm not really prepared to do the sacrifice. I think while others would re- recoil and, and quit in despair, we see Jesus on his knees crying out as he struggles to accept the cup and to the point of bleeding. In the last minutes of the struggle, he says, Our Father, your will be done. Will we go to that place of the crushing? to go back to the Father again and again and go, but is there any other way? Is there any other way? And then go, okay, your will be done. Your will be done, Father. Are we submitting to the will of the Father? Are we laying down our own agendas, our own thoughts of what love looks needs to look like, of what we think needs to be done to show love to that person, what we think they need rather than what the Father says they need. We also see in this picture that the Father actually doesn't answer. It's actually the silence that answers it. Sometimes we know the answer and we just don't want to accept it. But we also see that Jesus is doing what he taught the, soci- the disciples to do. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's going back to what he's actually taught the disciples to do. Pray like this, your will be done. And so I look at that and I go, Jesus prayed for strengthening in that place. He prayed And he said, and he laid down his agendas. He laid down his plans and he said, your will be done. And I love the fact that the analogy of in the garden of Gethsemane is is a place of olive groves where olives would grow. And it would have been a place where there were many olives, but also where they would have crushed the oil. 
And so up on the screen there is a picture of how they would crush the olives. And the olives actually had to go through three times. So they would be crushed three times. They'd go through and crush, go round, be crushed, go round, be crushed. A lot like Jesus, three times he went to pray and each time he was being crushed more and more. Crushed to the heart of the Father. Crushed for what's his will. Crushed for what's on the Father's heart. So that his heart was moved by the Father's. And in that place of crushing, the oil was produced. In that place, that oil that would have been crushed in the garden would have been used in the temple for light. It would have been used to anoint the priests. It would have been used for cooking. It would have been used for the lamps. And in the crushing of the olives, life was given to so many things and it produced light. Just as Jesus was crushed. But are we prepared to be crushed and crushed and crushed again? The disciples weren't prepared in that moment to go. But Jesus was. Are you prepared to be crushed for your faith? To be crushed for the things that crushed Jesus' heart? for the things that move your father's heart? Are you prepared to cry out, not my will, but your will, Father? And so my final point is, Jesus surrendered willingly. He prayed for strength. He submitted to the will of the Father. He laid down all his own plans and agendas of what, It needed to look like, and he said, I'll go and I'll do the will of the Father in that place of crushing. But he also surrendered, voluntarily surrendered in peace to the will of the Father. He didn't have his arm twisted. He surrendered voluntarily. And so we see in Matthew 26, 47 to 56, the betrayal and the arrest of Jesus. So if you imagine Jesus is praying and then he gets up and he says, my time has almost come, he would have seen the people coming for him. It wouldn't be, oh, look, they're here. It would have been, he would have seen them. He would have had plenty of time to run away. He had plenty of time to get his sword or whatever he needed to do and do what, go in a different way. But he had submitted to the will of the Father and said, your will be done. I will do the will of the Father. It's my heart is broken for your heart. And so we see the um, soldiers come up and because of time, I'm just going to summarise it a bit. We see them come up to arrest and we know the story of Judas who was one of his own. I mean, how heartbreaking would that be to see one that you have walked with come up and you know they're coming up and they're going to, Reveal who you are so that you would be thrown into the hands for death. There would be heartbreaking in that, I think, for me, just knowing that, just sacrificial love is a struggle in that. Think about those people that have hurt you, that you've walked with for a long time 
and then they turn around and do something that you're like, yeah, Jesus didn't turn at that point and go, "Uh -uh, I'm not doing this now. This is not fair. Okay, I'm going to show another way to love because that's not, that's not fair. We actually see him say, my time has come. My time has come. And in that place, he doesn't get out a sword. We actually see Peter get out a sword when the soldiers come and he chops off uh, the soldier's ear. And the irony of it all is that Peter, who followed Jesus, he was one of his closest friends, Jesus actually rebuked him. He was like, no. And he healed the soldier. He didn't have to do that. He healed him in that place. He voluntarily said, I will do it. And in that place, he didn't speak, you deserve that. Or you know what? You shouldn't have come to arrest me. Or do you know who I am? He didn't. He laid his hand and he healed. And then he peacefully went and was taken to the cross. In that moment, we see Jesus voluntarily to surrendering and giving himself over to the payment for sin for us, for all mankind. Until this moment, no one was able to seize him. It was in the Father's timing. And then even in that place, probably most in one of the most saddest moments, we see as he... As Jesus is about to go to the cross, his disciples flee as if I don't know him. This is our Jesus. This is why we come. Sorry. Sacrifice is love. Love is sacrifice. And there is no greater love than what Jesus has done on that day. I want to encourage you today. Take another look at your Jesus. Take another look at the depths of his love. Take another look at his sacrifice. Love isn't easy. But love that is sacrifice produces gold. Are you prepared to go to be a martyr? Are you prepared to love those next door to you, those over the road? Or are you, are you making sure that you're going to the source of the love 
to be filled. That when you pour out, it's the love that shines that pure light and life of the sacrifice of our beautiful Jesus that leaves a fragrance that stirs even the most broken heart, that stirs the one who is farthest away, that they would be captured. So this morning, Oasis, I want to encourage you. If you're struggling in that place, if you're, if you're feeling the frustration, even just of going over the wall, of, of going to serve your neighbour, if that's causing you tension, take it back to the Father. Take it back to the Father. He wants to hear he wants to hear you. He wants to hear your frustration. He wants to hear your circumstance. He wants to hear your pain. He wants to hear your suffering. He wants to hear. And he wants to strengthen you. He wants to strengthen you in that place. You don't have to have it all together. He just wants you he just wants you the way you are. So take it to the Father and cry out, let your will be done in my life. Let your will be done in my life. And see what he does. See what he does. See what he does. Regions are changed. Boundaries are moved. Cities are set alight by this love. Our faith was founded on those who laid down their life for such love as this, declaring the love and the truth of who our Jesus is. Are you prepared to go? Are you prepared to go and break the, the, the discomfort? Maybe less money, maybe less, a bit less food because you've shared it with someone else. Maybe swallowing what you think somebody's life circumstances shouldn't or should look like. Swallowing your advice and just loving. Let's love. Not just in a worldly love but a supernatural God love that is so deep and wide and high and long that not even our minds can fathom it. And if we were ruined for that, then submission to God's will and voluntary going, you couldn't hold us back. You could not hold us back because we would be so moved by what is on the Father's heart. So if I've caused you to feel uncomfortable, I'm not sorry. Because I've had to feel this all week. If I've caused you to not agree with what I'm saying, good. Process it. Take it to the Father. But my heart today 
is that you would encounter that sacrificial love and you wouldn't just hold on to it, but you want to shout it out to the hilltops. This morning, if you don't know Jesus, if you don't know this one that I've been talking about, the one who gave it all voluntarily, who submitted to the Father's will, and you like to say yes to this man Jesus this morning, this one who gave his life for you, or you want to say yes again, then I want to encourage you to put your hand up right now and I want to pray with you. God, we thank you for your sacrifice of love. We thank you that we see perfect love. Perfect love that draws out all fear. Perfect love that is not condemned. Perfect love that brings light and life and healing and restoration. We thank you for what you have done. And we say this morning, break our hearts. Break my heart. For what breaks yours? Not for the things that I want, but for the things that you want. Holy Spirit, would you come? And would you open eyes that are struggling this morning to see or say I can't feel it or I'm not sure would you come and would you meet them in that place would you come and reveal love in a way that the people have never seen before father would you ruin us as a church would you ruin us for love ruin us for love that we would be marked as ones who cry out your will be done your will be done in Coburn your will be done in my life your will be done in my family your will be done in youth your will be done in kids your will be done in the cafe your will be done no matter where we are would your will be done And this week, would you strengthen us just as you strengthen Jesus? Would you strengthen us to go? Would you strengthen us to rise up in the crushing, in the difficulty, in the struggle? Would you strengthen us to rise up? Rise up and go. Go in love. Go in strength. Not my own strength, but your strength. Not my words, but your words. And when would you see your kingdom come and your will be done?
We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.